Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 288. I'm stuck in a feeling of nostalgia. A question from a listener. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Today I have a question from Elle. Um, It's a great question with a lot in there that we can look at and unpack. I'm really excited about this one. Um, So I'll read that. And I also have a little bronchitis thing happening. So hopefully, um, hopefully that's not too bad for you listening. Okay, so Elle's question is, Dear Amy, I'm troubled by persistent nostalgia, feeling as though the peak of my life and the best of times are behind me and nothing in the future could possibly compare. Regardless of whether this is true, I realize that thinking such thinking ensures it becomes my reality, preventing the possibility of a better future. I'm 38 years old, not 98, yet I've been stuck in this mindset for four years. How can I shift my perspective to create a better life now rather than being trapped by this negative mindset? Okay, great question. So I want to start, I'm just going to go for it because I think this piece, this is just a piece of this, but it's um, it's pretty big, pretty important to look at. So um, there's a sentence that starts, regardless of whether this is true, I realize such thinking ensures it becomes my reality. But I want to look at the the part where Elle says, regardless of whether this is true. Because it feels really important to start here and point out that this literally cannot be true. If your mind, Elle, is kind of putting it in the back and being like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't know what's going to happen in my life and maybe it'll get better, but it really feels like it won't. And this could be true, but I could be wrong, which kind of sounds like what it's doing, which is what minds would do. I mean, that's how it, how these things would look to most people. You know, it, it's like, it just looms. It just looms as something that might actually be true or could be true someday. It makes everything that comes up around it feel more real and relevant and heavy. But let's look at what's actually happening here because it is, it's, it's literally impossible that this is true. And, and when I say this, that when your mind tells you the best years of your life are behind you and it's all downhill from here, it, it's impossible that that, that that is or could be a true thought because what's happening. So there's an imagination about the past. And I'm not saying that you're aware of this, L, or you're certainly not doing it. This is just how thought is playing out, right? But there's there's an imagined past. There's um, whatever that is comprised of. Memories, which are, what are those comprised of? Thought, more thought. There's images, maybe, there's just stuff that comes to mind. There's a, a sense of my past and what my past felt like and what it was like. It, look at that as closely as you can. Um, it's pretty vague, usually. There might be a few kind of concrete pictures, images, things that pop up in your mind, little snippets of memories that kind of pop up in your mind that represent the past. Obviously, we don't see like the last 38 years laid out. There's nothing 
there's nothing complete about that. There's nothing like really all that representative. It's it's imagined. It, it is it is your imagination in this moment creating this thing and calling it your past. Now you might say anybody listening might say like no, there was a past. The past is an imagination. The past happened. Those things happened. The past is a hundred percent imagination. Like. What else could it be? It's not like it's not like life is this concrete, objective, material uh, thing that that somehow we recall with accuracy and that was real and solid and and oh, I, it's it's tricky territory because I don't like I know what I'm saying it's difficult to articulate and I don't want people to listen to this and start arguing in their heads right off the bat but I I really like we really kind of need to see what is real what is reality what is truth there is no past but for a memory and an imagination a mind making up pictures bringing you know you could say bringing back pictures but but it's not bringing them back from anywhere. It really isn't. You can go look at your photo album and say, oh, look at all these things that happened. Here are my 38 birthdays and here are all these trips we went on and all the things I did. Well, those are pictures. The mind then takes that and turns it into this amazing past that can't possibly be replicated or for many people, a horrible past that should have been all different. That is absolute pure creative fiction. Now, it feels very real, so I, I, it's not at all to deny that this feels like my life and my past. It totally does. That's how thought works. That's how thought and identity and, and imagination and all of that like create you know, who we think we are and what we think our life is. But in a very, very real sense, and the only, and the only real sense there is, right now, all there is, that, that none of that's here. All that's here of that, if anything, it's not really even of that, is a mind painting pictures, you know, filling in some blanks, giving you some sense, some feeling, and some kind of kind of vague, fuzzy sense of what my past was like. And that is happening now. That's not about the past. It's a tough thing to kind of get our head around, but... Um, I'll I'll leave it there for a minute, but uh, but let's look at this again. So um, you say, regardless of whether this is true, and I'm saying it literally can't be true because imagination is is conjuring up a my past, and then imagination is conjuring up a my future, and then more thought, which is it's all thought and imagination are the same thing. More creative thought is coming in saying, oh, I like this one better than that one, and. I'm simplifying this a lot, but something like that is this sense of there's no way that the, it, it's going to go up from here. The best years are behind me. Something that is, it, it must be imagined <laughs> to even come to that conclusion. There is no future, obviously. That one's a little easier to see. There is an imagined future, and it feels very certain, obviously, or you wouldn't feel this way. But the imagined future is just as imagined as the imagined past is. Either way, the mind is imagining both of these, comparing them and drawing some conclusion. So it it absolutely, in a very literal sense, cannot be true that the best years are behind you because there's just, 
now. There's just right now. And then in right now, there's a lot of thinking and imagination happening. So at worst, Al, you could believe this thought that the best years are behind me and it's all downhill. You you might continue to believe and identify with that. And then you're going to feel it as nostalgia or sadness or regret or whatever you feel. But, but just see, and then we don't want that, right? That doesn't sound fun. But just see that that would be you believing a thought. That would not be the best years are behind you. That, that's, that's not possible. That would be you believing a thought that the best years are behind you. And this is very, very huge. We believe all kinds of very painful thoughts and beliefs, and that's when we suffer. That has nothing to do with reality. One of the reasons we can start to see, as I say this, that that's so important to to distinguish is because if it has to do with reality, if it, if it's reality or even potential reality that the best years are behind you, well, you better get out and do something about that. And it has a lot of implications for what you would do to fix such a problem. If that's a real problem, well, then you better go and make the next 38 years really great. And, you know, it 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 points you in a very different direction to solve this quote-unquote problem when it looks like it's true or potentially true. But when we can see that it literally cannot be true, that what's happening right now, and worst case scenario, what could happen, you know, what could be happening in any moment for, for as long as you are a, a thinking creature, L, is that you're believing these thoughts, that these, this imaginary past versus future game is looking very real to you. That's what's happening right now. And that's the worst that can ever happen. Well, now that's different. (laughs) Now we see, okay, this quote unquote problem, what's causing all this suffering for me is a series of beliefs. It's a, it's a thought believed. It's some images and some sounds and some some memories, which are just images and sounds and thoughts, we don't even know what this stuff is, that somehow shows up, gets represented in your consciousness, and feels like absolute reality. That, that's where the suffering is. Okay, so come back to that. <laughs> come back to this. This is the kind of stuff, it takes takes a bit sometimes. You kind of have to come back, but... But again, for everyone listening, I mean, I hope you can feel the difference between like, oh, I hope this isn't true or, or the way that our mind will, will try so hard, will try so hard to, to make ourselves feel better about this stuff. Oh, it might not be true. And, you know, no, it literally can't be true. Like, let's just, let's just be real here and go for it. It gets way better than I hope it's not true. Can't be true. Okay, so let's look at this thing that we're calling nostalgia. What is it? What is nostalgia? We just looked at it quite a bit. So it's, you know, and I don't know, and I'll just say kind of what comes up for me, but I'll do this for yourself and anyone listening. Like, it's not, there's no answers to this. This is about our own exploration. So you can look at this. And when you feel this sense of nostalgia, you want to get so curious about that because it's here. As you say, you feel like you've been stuck in it for four years. I mean, it's, it's around. It's available to you, obviously. So sit it down across the table from you and, and, and look at it and study it and investigate it because I promise you it's not what it appears to be. We already know 
it was wearing this mask of this could be real, this could really happen, and that it can't. So already we can see all some of the big layers of how it's been kind of duping you, and it's 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 looking like something that it's not. So let's continue to really really look at it. So part of I would imagine this this sense of nostalgia. There's story and thought in there, beliefs, all the same. Those are all words that are synonyms. There's story, story, thought, belief. And what is story, thought, belief? What even is that? Again, when you pull it close and let's say you have a thought, the best is over. The best is behind me. This is weird, but do it. Play with it. The best is behind me. Yeah, that feels true. Wow. Where is that coming from? The best is behind me. Like, I know we're not used to looking at our our experience in this way, but do you do you see that written somewhere? Is it represented like in some picture? Again, it might be a picture of you being super happy in your youth, and or it might be a picture of you being miserable in this imagined future. How do you know the best is behind you? Or is it just a phrase that your mind repeats? And that now is become you've become identified with. And so it feels like it must be true. This is incredibly worth looking at in this way. Unbelievably so. Because again, this is the stuff that runs our lives. You say you've been stuck in it for four years. So like, let's look at what, what is it? What is it that you've been stuck in? Nostalgia is not a thing. That's just a concept. What, what is that concept pointing to? So again, maybe some thoughts, maybe some stories, some beliefs, and you can look at that for yourself and you really should. I think I would imagine, I don't know, there's some stuff that was picked up along the way about what it means to get older, or maybe it's even more unique to you, like something big happened in your in your early years that you don't think is going to happen. I don't know. But take a look at what this is made of in that way, in that kind of thought, belief, story realm. So that's a big piece of this. And the other piece of this thing, which is not a thing, that we call nostalgia, even that is just crazy. Like there's no thing called nostalgia, right? It's this umbrella term, this kind of vague concept. And we all sort of have a sense of what that means, although we all have a very different sense in some way. If we really looked, we have a different sense of what that means. But we we agree enough to kind of know generally the feeling of nostalgia. Um, I don't know, even that is just, crazy to me. But the other piece of it, in addition to the thought belief piece, is a feeling. So when these beliefs come up, or maybe just when they don't, maybe just when you're sitting around, you get hit with a wave of something. There's some sensation, there's some energy there. Sensation, energy, I don't know. You, again, look for yourself and be curious about how is nostalgia felt when I say, oh, I'm feeling nostalgic, best is behind me, what, what does that feel like? And it's not about describing it. The words don't matter because those are just more words. But I want you to feel it. I want you to find it and feel it and check it out. And again, if it's been here or felt like it's been around nonstop for four years, you should have some familiarity with it. And you can have a lot more. So pull it closer. Become it. Like, be, like, let this feeling, next time this feeling of nostalgia comes up, just let it completely consume you. And you're just going to, it's totally safe. You won't be stuck in any thought or feeling forever, not even for very long, especially when you do it this way. 
let it completely take over you. Like it's a giant wave and you're just going to get swept away in this wave. And in that, you're going to feel it and you're going to see what, where, what's happening in my body, what's happening physically, what happens in my senses. Again, do I see pictures? Do I hear things? Like what is this experience that my mind is calling nostalgia? Because I want to know what the heck this is that's having me suffer so much. And what's so amazing about this is this is what we don't do because how would we know to do this? We wouldn't even think to go into experience in this way. Our mind keeps us out of it, tries very hard to keep us out of it. Oh, that hurts. It's horrible. You don't want to go there. Don't think about that. Let's let's try on a new mindset. It's all bypassing. The mind's constantly trying to keep, trying to bypass exactly what I'm saying, which is just being fully immersed in this and actually checking out what even is this. And that, and all that bypassing is why we feel stuck in, in stuff. That's why you say you felt stuck in this for four years. And I'm not putting that on you. Like this isn't, you're not doing that at all. This is not about L. This is what happens in a mind. This is what a mind does. This is what identity does. There's an identity there as the person who's best years are over. And that identity doesn't want to die. It wants to keep finding evidence for itself and bolstering itself. So all kinds of defense mechanisms come in and, and you know, pushing things away. We don't need to feel this and we don't need to really look. But that's what it's like. It's like something's right in front of us. I mean, closer than in front of us. It's insane. It's in us. It is us. This feeling, this thing called nostalgia is right there. And the mind is constantly like, oh, look over here. Look over there. Oh, I wonder, what about that? It's just, it's like just diverting as much as it possibly can attention from what's real. And the crazy irony is that that's the problem, right? When we just go straight into what's real and we swim through it and we're curious and we're looking at what it's comprised of and what it's made of, like we see that we're, all of this suffering is for nothing. It's for absolutely nothing. It's for a fight in your imagination between which is better, past or future. That's, that's what's happening. Your imagination is fighting with itself. It's for nothing. But we, we can't just say that. We have to really kind of go through that ourselves and check it out and feel that. So in terms of doing that again in that felt sense, that's what I really, I, do everything I'm saying if you can play with it and experiment and see the beliefs and the thoughts and the memories. Just be curious, not in an analytical kind of way not looking for specific answers. It's more about the questions and the answers. But maybe you remember when it started. I mean, you say for four years, it's been a thing. So I don't know, some thought showed up, some event happened four years ago, and you kind of can maybe remember a belief that was formed. Like, just be curious about that stuff because this is something to look at. It isn't something to push away. It's not real. So the more you look, the more you're going to see this is nothing. It's that's the funny part. It feels like it's so dangerous to look closely, but that's only because it feels real. The more we look closely, the more we see it's not real. So do that, but but really, really feel the energy of it. Really feel, go into the feeling piece of this and really feel like, what does nostalgia feel like? Can I sit in the physical feeling of nostalgia, of what your mind is calling nostalgia? Because there is no like, this is the physical feeling of nostalgia, but there is for you in a moment. So go into that when it's there and, and let, that, let that energy just run its course. 
you might find that if you, if you, let's say that you, you identify that, ooh, when I feel really nostalgic right now, it's a heaviness in my chest. Go right into that sensation. That's not nostalgia. It's just, it's just sensations in your chest. So feel that. It's not painful. It's not uncomfortable. It really isn't. It, it's just, it's just sensation. It's just energy. Feel that energy. And you might find that when you go into that and feel that energy, it vanishes right away. A lot of times that happens, or it might not. You might find that you go into that energy and it stays around, and maybe it ramps up and it gets, it gets kind of even um, more lively. And so you just get to feel that sensation. But I want you to play with that and feel it until it goes away on its own. I mean, it's going to go away on its. <laughs> that's the only way it goes away is on its own. But feel it all the way through. When we do this with anything, and again, I hope. I hope everyone listening is able to kind of see this obviously has nothing to do with nostalgia because that's not even a thing. This could also be anxiety. This could also be guilt. It could be shame. It could be anything. When we go straight into the experience and, and study it in this way with curiosity, it's a little bit like when you say a word a thousand times and before long, it's like, it's just a bunch of random syllable, not random, but like just a bunch of predictable syllables. Like it mean, like the meaning is just gone. It doesn't even take a thousand times. You know, you could repeat a word 20, 50 times. And before you know it, it's just sounds. That's kind of what, it's. Just, that just reminds me of what this sort of does for us. It's like, we think it's this big thing that has to do with me and my life nostalgia and my past and my future. And then like anything, even in the material world, the more we look, the less we know. The more we look, the more we see, what? Well, wait a minute. What is nostalgia? And where is it? And whoa, it was just in my chest and now it's gone or now it's moved down here. Or wait a minute, yesterday my past looked this way. It brought me up this memory and this grainy image of me at my fifth birthday. And then today it's bringing up this one. And you know, you just get to see all the holes, all the holes in this. But the brain's job is to fill in holes. So it doesn't reveal the holes. It reveal, it just wants to summarize everything and conceptualize everything and give us a nice package. URL, your past was better than your future. On with your day. <laughs> that's like how the brain is. And it's like, no, that's, a, that's not true at all. There's nothing true about that. It literally couldn't be true. Okay, so I'm going to go back to this sentence and, and keep speaking to it, Elle. This is a super juicy sentence in your question. So regardless of whether this is true, we've covered that part, I realize that such thinking ensures it becomes my reality, preventing the possibility of a better future. This is the, this is the part that's like heavy. <laughs> like that's, I, I get it. I mean, I think probably most people this is how we've sort of been taught and conditioned to view thought, you know, it's, it's creating your reality and it's preventing something about the future. And, and, and that's definitely how it can feel, you know, definitely how it can feel when we're really thought identified. It, like you're just in this, if it feels like you're in this near constant state of nostalgia and upset about life and the future and all of that, 
like that is your reality when that's showing up, you know? So I totally get what you mean by that. It becomes my reality. It's ensuring that it's becoming your reality. And then we've also been sort of told this stuff about, you know, our thoughts creating future and all of that kind of stuff. And I would just have you really kind of look at that. So this is a very heavy thing to believe. And uh, and I think it's just a lot of innocent misunderstanding. So it doesn't it doesn't ensure your reality to believe that to believe anything. So let's say you're you're feeling nostalgic, you're believing that the that it's only going to get worse from here. Yes, in a sense as you're if you're truly believing that as a truth and you're feeling the feelings as if it's showing you something about you and your life and reality in that moment that's kind of how your reality is showing up for sure. But it's just in that moment, for one, it doesn't ensure anything. It's not like carrying through time. It's just when you're believing that, you're feeling that. <laughs> when, you're, when, that's, when that's there and it looks true, then that is kind of your quote-unquote reality in that moment. But again, this kind of goes back to the first part of this about how this stuff can't literally be true. It's not reality. There's still just a woman believing a thought. Now, for you, that doesn't mean much because you're the woman, right? So and you're believing that thought. I get it. You know, like, yeah, we, we can make up all kinds of heaven and hell in our heads and live within it as if it's real. And then it looks like we're in heaven and hell. But we're not in heaven and hell. We're in belief. We're in thought. So nothing is being insured here. Yes, when you're believing this stuff, you're probably going to feel pretty bad. And that is great. Because we want you that. That's the point. <laughs> you, you feel bad. And that bad feeling, it, it's, it's what led you to, to send me this question. It's what's leading you to look at this a little more deeply and see what the heck's going on here. That bad feeling is waking you up. So when you feel bad and you feel like the best is over, awesome. Amazing. That's your pointer to see, oh, right now I'm believing an imaginary story. I'm living as if that's my reality. It's not. Open your eyes, look around. There's all kinds of stuff happening right here, right now. There's not a 38-year-old here right now. There's not a 98. There's not a five-year-old here. There's just life. There's just this. Like, there, there's no, you're, you have all the reality everybody else has, all the possibility, all the potential, all the happiness. It's all right here. It's just that we get really kind of siphoned off in our head and these beliefs. But again, that's, it's great because they hurt. When we do that, they hurt. And that hurt is is there to kind of shake us out of that, rattle us out of that that dream a little bit. So the other piece of this, it prevents the possibility of a better future. But how can it do that? How can a thought, which, what is a thought? Again, a thought like, some grainy images from your past, some specific pieces of memory that change moment by moment, day by day, some felt sensation that comes along with that. That's an in-this-moment, entirely fleeting experience. Comes to life very, very real. Absolutely feels like reality. Feels like me and my life. Feels very, very true. But it's still just a a shape that consciousness is taking in this moment. And then as you know, it it goes away. It's replaced by something else. 
It may not feel, I know that minds love to argue that, it might not feel like it goes away that easily for you. But we'll get to that one in a minute. (laughs) I think that's just another like how it feels. But when we really look, that's, of course, that's happening. Of course, thoughts are coming in all the time. I assume you have a job and you do things and you have friends and, you know, you have a life right now. You're not constantly in in these thoughts and feelings, not constantly, right? So, So all this is, in a sense, is just consciousness taking a specific, taking on this flavor and, you know, calling it nostalgia and kind of being a little bit in this story about things, being in these beliefs about things. And then new new formation of consciousness comes along and then now you're at work and now you're doing this and now you're in traffic. And, and that's happening all the time, all the time. So that specific way that consciousness took form, it doesn't have any power. I mean, it comes up and puts on a show, but it can't prevent a better future. How would it do that? It can't do that. But that, that that it prevents, that this is going to prevent a better future and that we feel like we're in this cycle, this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy cycle, that's thought too. That's not actually happening. That's just, that's thought. That's a thought that says, oh crap, this is preventing a better future. And again, the test to see that is that there is no future. Like, how would your mind know? How would we know it's going to prevent a better future or that it can prevent a better future? That has to just be a belief. How would we know that? That's a thought. There's nothing There's nothing to that. So I know I've touched on this a little throughout, but again, really, really kind of consider time, time is a construction of the mind. So in an extremely real way, and everybody can look at this and see it for their life, we're only in right now. And often in right now, what's arising is a very vivid, well, it feels very vivid. If you look, it's not. But it feels very vivid uh, picture of the past or future. And, And again, those are concepts too, but I won't go down that rabbit hole right now. But Right now, I can sit here and and imagine, you know, I can look at my calendar and see what the rest of my day is supposed to look like, and I can imagine how that might go and how it's going to feel, and that has nothing to do with any future. It's not proof of any future. There is no future. That's not the future. It's right now. It's an imagination. It's my mind creating stuff right now. And the same with the past. So, it, it... it's helpful to, to, we don't have to, like, I don't know. I know sometimes there's resistance to that idea of, like, we don't want to throw out time and we don't want to throw out who we are in the timeline of our lives. And I don't, I'm not saying that you have to. Well, obviously, nobody has to do anything. But even even to even to be helped by this, even to have some peace, I'm not saying you have to go that far and really see the truth that there absolutely is no you, that there is no time, that there is no past and future. If that idea scares you at the moment or it's just not interesting to you, that's fine. But but maybe you can at least, and I don't know you, Elle, and what you're open to or like anyone listening, but I'm just saying this in general, like, like maybe we can at least see that, okay, these ideas of past and future are not really what they appear to be in our heads. 
They're definitely not as stable and solid as they appear to be. And if you just want to stay on the science side of things, I mean, there's boatloads of science that show that we have absolutely crap recall of, like, there's no accuracy in our recall of anything, really. (laughs) It's like memory, what we call memory, is constructed in real time. And it it might bring in, again, flavors and reflections of some old thoughts from seemingly some other time. But the accuracy of those is garbage. There's just none. There is none. So even if you just want to kind of keep it that way and be a little suspicious of like, you know, past and future and what I think of it and all of that, well, there's good science behind doing that. that. And I think even that will help just to kind of hold it a little bit more loosely if you don't want to go all the way to seeing that they're that they're all thought. But it's worth, you know, it's worth looking there. There is no meaning to anything. There is no inherent. There is no inherent meaning to anything. There is no inherent evaluation to anything. So right now your life today, L, isn't good, bad, meaningful, you know, full of this, full of that. It's narrated that way and that will be your experience and that's beautiful that we have we get to have the experience of liking and disliking and all of that. But but there like that stuff is all kind of coming from thought, which I I just point that out because again, maybe that at least helps us hold it a little more loosely. It's not it's not the truth. It's not, it's much more creative and valuable than it, than it may seem. Okay, so um, two more little parts of Elle's question. So, uh, and I've spoken to this kind of throughout, but how you say you've been stuck in this mindset for four years. And, you know, I think that's totally how it feels and totally how we talk. And you probably see through that, I'm guessing too, that you know you haven't been stuck in this for four years straight of course, like we couldn't be stuck in a thought for four years if we tried. We couldn't, we couldn't be stuck in a thought for four minutes if we tried. It just, it doesn't work that way. But I just think it's really fun and interesting to really look at that. And, and I, I suspect, and I'm not discounting what, what it feels like to be stuck. I've felt stuck in things many, many times. Everybody has. So I know it totally feels real and it feels like we're stuck. But I think what's really going on, and, you know, we probably all have a sense of this, is there's a thought and a feeling that comes up, this thing that our mind calls nostalgia, let's say, comes up, who knows, a couple times a day, maybe 10 or 20 times a day on a particular day, maybe 100 times on a particular day. I don't know, but it's there. It's thought and felt. And then it kind of moves. Something else comes in. So, you know, again, maybe sometimes it's once a day. Maybe sometimes you've gone for weeks without feeling it. Maybe not, but but the summary function of the brain it, it it's not going to deal with all those holes and inconsistencies. It's going to just slap a label on it. Yep, stuck for four years. So again, I just point that out because hopefully that helps you hold this a little more loosely. There is nothing that can stick us in consciousness. It just comes and goes. It's always flowing. It's always moving. And, and the, the feeling of feeling like we've been stuck is also a thought. I've been stuck is a thought. And then we, that has a feeling to it. That's, that's big. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's exactly what we've been saying about everything else. Like, 
it cannot be that your future will be worse than your past. That that would have to be just a creative thought that feels real. Same with the stuck thing. Like it's a thought that says I've been stuck in this past. You know, for the past four years, I've been stuck. And then that just feels really real. And so either way, if it's about the past, you can just let that go. It's it's done. There is no there is no four years. There's right now. So maybe that thought comes up and you feel it and that's okay. Maybe after this conversation you recognize it. Great. Recognize it as a thought. You can feel the energy of feeling stuck and sit in that a little bit and be like, oh, here's that stuck feeling coming back and dive right into it. Just like you're going to dive right into the feeling of nostalgia. And then you'll see it just picks up and goes because it, it isn't reality. It's a thought. Okay. And then the last part, how can I shift my perspective to create a better life now rather than being trapped by this negative mindset? So hopefully by now, 36 minutes of my blathering, (laughs) um, you kind of are starting to see how this can look different. But, you know, shifting your perspective, like hopefully this conversation is helping with that. The perspective that is suffering for all of us is just a perspective. It's just a, a set of beliefs. It is not reality. It is not truth. It is not your past or future. It's it's just a bunch of beliefs. So by, by looking at that, and again, really pulling it closely and looking at it the way we have, the way you can continue to do this on your own, that's how it shifts. We don't need to find a new perspective or do anything like that. It just shifts by us seeing that it was nothing but thought to begin with, that it's 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 empty. It's made of nothing. It's made of space and light and air. It's nothing. There's nothing there. There's a feeling of something there, and you just feel that feeling. There's a seems like, sure seems like life's going to get worse. Okay, feel that seems like, but there's nothing to it, really. So that's how perspective shift, um, by you being open as you have been to asking these questions and listening to these other ways of seeing it. And you don't have to create a better life. You know, we don't create life. We are life. Life's creating all the time. Life's, your life's perfect, Al. There's no problem in your life. Your life isn't moving downhill. That would have to be a thought. You're, like, there's nothing wrong with life. It, it's, just, it's just all that attention in this story is what makes it seem like there's something wrong with life. And now you need to create a better life so you can get out of this mindset. It's a lot simpler than that. Not not easy necessarily, but a lot simpler than that. That it's not about creating something new. It's just about seeing clearly what's going on. Reality is here right now. It's constantly unfolding, being created new and fresh in every single moment. And, and we just want to kind of shift attention to what's really here. And you'll know you're not there when your mind is telling a story about past and future, because obviously those are not here. So that's just your your little pointer to come back to the senses. Come to your senses. See what's actually here right now, right in front of you. That's the life that's created constantly. There's no problem in that. And there's no job for you in that. I mean, you know, we're designed to do all kinds of fun and creative things. So you will but you don't have to create a better life because there's no problem at all with the life that's here. There's just a, there's just a series of thoughts that say that there is. Um, 
a teacher I really like, John Aston, talks about this weightless boulder, talks about this idea of a picture like this, imagine imagine this like massive boulder and it and it's it appears really heavy, right? It's a big boulder. But the boulder is only heavy if you're trying to push it. If you just see the boulder sitting there, there's no weight to it. There's no weight. It's just just a boulder. You don't, you're not, there's no experience of its weight. It's just a boulder sitting there. But if you go and you try to push it and move it, well, then you feel the weight. (laughs) Now you're like, this is heavy and this is horrible. So I want you to kind of, kind of see if you can play with that when it comes to this nostalgia thing and how you feel your life is going. It's a, it's a weightless boulder. It's, it's for sure something that comes up. Again, look at what it is, but it's a series of weird thoughts, uh, you know, vague thoughts and feelings and sensations and all of that that you're going to sit down and, and investigate, and that's great. But it has no actual weight. It can't create your reality, really. It can't prevent any future. It, it can't even hurt you, really, unless, you're, unless you hate it, <laughs> unless you're pushing it away and trying to move it and trying to do a bunch of stuff with it, which we do. I mean, this is not on you. You're not unique in this. You know, that's exactly what we do because that looks like what there is to do. But, but what if it can just arise and be here and just sit there and then it's just weightless and you don't have to worry about it. And it, and, you know, again, look at where I think maybe you have some of those superstitions about like, it's hurting me just because it's showing up and it's going to, you know, whatever stuff about how thoughts create our future and all of that. But if it's just here when it's here and then it goes when it goes, there's no weight to it. It's not, it's not damaging anything. Something like that, I think it would be a much nicer way for you to kind of, kind of play with this a little bit versus how, how heavy and big it's been feeling. And then just see how fluid everything is. Everything is so fluid. Thoughts and feelings are constantly changing. This one comes, it goes away all the time. And we can just be curious about all of this in a new way. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to manipulate. Those things never work. There's no better life to create to, that's going to drown this out. That, that only, you know, that just, it does the opposite. It makes that weightless boulder feel like it has a lot of weight because now we're creating a life so that we don't have to feel this. And it, it just kind of does the opposite. Let it be here. It's been here for four years, off and on. Let it, let it come back. But now you see it. Now you, are, you see it for what it is much more and you're going to continue to and you're going to feel it and you're open to feeling it. And it, it just, this stuff, that's how this stuff dissolves. When we're like, come on in, I'm going to feel you. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to see what you are. We always see that there's actually nothing there. That's exactly how this starts to dissolve. So I hope this has been helpful. Thank you so much, Elle, for sending a question. I loved it. It's such a good question. I hope it's been helpful for others. And thanks for listening. Would you like to be part of a supportive, loving community of like-minded people exploring the big questions in life? Would you like a place you can turn for personal support on anything you're struggling with at any time and get support from several certified change coaches? For the first time ever, my incredible Little School of Big Change community is now open to anyone, even if you haven't been through the six-week Little School of Big Change course. It's a place to see how things like anxiety, doubt, habits, and insecurities are actually incredible gifts. They're here to wake you up. To join us in this community, please go to dramyjohnson.com slash the community.